0: without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and I want to encourage you to walk towards a simplified life and make room for what matters to you. Minimalism is a movement that's all about having less stuff, so that you have more time for the things that you care about. It's become a pretty big thing, and it's changed my life. But sometimes it feels like minimalism has become about subscribing to a trendy movement and trying to do it perfectly. My goal is to help you find a sustainable, realistic version of minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. Minimalish is about grace-filled minimalism. It certainly is not about doing it perfectly. And each week. We'll talk about the topics of simple living, motherhood, decluttering, slowing down, mindset shifts, and everything else in between that will help us move towards a more intentional life. And I'll often invite a guest on to chat with me about these topics as well. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Let's dive in. Hi, friend. Welcome back to Minimalish. This is your August coffee date coffee date episodes are just a fun way to interview a friend and create a lighter episode for you all all about some things we're loving and we get a little bit deeper usually in these episodes as well and talk about the things we're struggling with talk about all kinds of stuff that is going on in our lives in these episodes and I think they're really fun you guys have loved them in the past this one is particularly super fun because it was my first in-person coffee date with a friend other than my husband. (laughs) That was the first coffee date that was in person. But this is the first one since then that's been in person, which it was just super fun. I will admit we were not drinking coffee. But today's coffee date is with Amber. You might know her from Delighted on a Dime on Instagram, where she has a blog named the same thing. And I actually connected with her on Instagram and lucky for us, we live near each other, which is just such a blessing because to me, online community is great. I say it all the time that I love the community that this podcast has brought, but real life community is just a different level. There's really no comparison and the fact that I could take a friendship off of Instagram and into real life is just really an opportunity that I'm grateful for. So in this episode, you will basically hear Amber and I find out that we are the same person. (laughs) But we even found out even more as we were talking together outside of the recording. But really, we have so much in common, and I just really loved getting to know her. She came over to my house, we hit record and we talked. And that's what you're going to see in this episode. Towards the end, we really dive into why minimalism has been a game changer for Amber, and we talk about her debt-free journey. So listen in for all of that. I think you're going to enjoy the whole thing. If you do, share it on Instagram and tag both of us. Tag me at minimalishdesiree and tag Amber at delighted on a Dime. I will link both of those accounts in the show notes in case you're not following along there already. So you can find us there. Make sure you let us know that you listened in, friend. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy this coffee date. Okay, well, I'm so excited because this is my, I shouldn't say it's my first in-person coffee coffee date episode because my husband's was my first one, but that's obvious. And today, though, I have my friend Amber outhouse. So Amber, tell us a little bit about what you do before we like dive into our coffee date and who you are and everything
1: like that. Sure. Um, so thank you for having me, Desiree. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, my name's Amber and, uh, just kind of a quick backstory, I guess. So I have, I have my husband's da- name is Dan and I currently have one daughter. Um, her name is Eliana, we call her Ellie. Um, she'll be three soon this fall, which is crazy. And we have another baby girl on the way. So I was a middle school math teacher and now I'm a stay at home mom. Not to get like too ahead, but we kind of made a big life change Uh, a few years ago, back in 2017. And we, we were working where my husband worked and where I worked were on opposite sides of Pittsburgh. And his commute was the commute that was worse. (laughs) And, uh, as a teacher, I mean, and you understand (laughs) as a teacher and your husband understands, uh, you know, you have your good days and bad days. And I, I was starting to feel like I was having more bad days than good days. And, uh, After we had our daughter, I would say our, the commute that my husband had was getting longer because his office actually moved further away. And then we decided like, Hey, something's got to give. So we had, um, built our, what we thought was going to be our forever home in 2013. And we decided, you know what, like after we had our daughter, we took a step back and we thought, you know, we, we always thought we couldn't afford for me to not to work, but we realized that the reality was that we could. We just needed to make some changes and focus on what really mattered to us at that, at that time. So we reprioritized and we kind of questioned, you know, did having this bigger house really make us happy? And so that's when we decided for me to become a stay-at-home mom. And we moved to the other side of the city to be closer to Dan's work. And now we live in a townhouse and we downsized. And through all all of this, we kind of discovered like two main things was the power of monthly budgeting now that we were on one income and the power of living with less stuff. So that was kind of like my why for starting my blog and Instagram. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like our stories are
0: so similar. I mean, down to the fact that we are both teachers and we just found out we both have husbands who are obsessed with, <laughs> with wrestling. Yeah, <wrestling. laughs> So, yes. so we've got a lot in common. rare. <laughs> yeah, it is rare. Like, not like the WWE rick type of wrestling. Yes. Like, actual like, high school, college wrestling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, it's just so fun that we live in the same area and we get to actually meet up here yeah. over my creaky table. By the way, sorry um, about <laughs> any background noise. Um, I'm not forcing Amber to sit in my super hot, sweaty office. <laughs> so, so, so we're gonna dive into our coffee date, which is funny because we're not actually drinking coffee it's in the middle of the day. Because I really
1: want to know what do you drink on a coffee date? Like, what's your favorite thing? So I would say in like in the morning, I'm pretty typical, just like hot coffee with a sweetened creamer um i would say like my starbucks go-to is usually a chai latte either iced or hot it just i guess depends on my mood or the weather um i don't know i'm pretty easy to please so i'll kind of drink whatever as long as it's sweet yeah i like sweet
0: coffee (laughs) i like sweet coffee too i i like i just throw stevia in my coffee usually every day but um, I love the chai lattes are so good at Starbucks yeah. and their matcha. I really liked Yeah. Um, so kind of going back to your story real quick, I have like one question. Did you discover minimalism like through that transition or was it like a catalyst
1: to making that transition for you? How did that work? Absolutely. So when we decided, you know, Hey, we could, we could live smaller. We don't need this much space. Um, we were like, you know what? Let's let's do this, and and we're, we started selling a bunch of our stuff to make the move. Since we knew we were going to have a lot less square footage at our old house, we had we had a, a whole storage room, like in our basement. Like we had a finished basement, and then we had a storage room, and the stuff that just had accumulated down there because we didn't have to think about it mm-hmm. was crazy. And so we ended up getting rid of a ton of stuff in that room, a ton of furniture that we knew we weren't going to need at our at our townhouse. Um, so at that time, I don't think we really, really realized that we were on a path to quote minimalism, Right. but, um, that was kind of the start of it was just recognizing like, you know, for the most part of when we were living in that house, we were just two people. We didn't even have our, our daughter yet. And we we're like, where did all this stuff come from and why mm-hmm. do we need it? And we realized it wasn't making us happy. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. adding any value to our lives. Yeah, it's so interesting how that happens.
0: We had the same thing. We had like a four bedroom home, and mm-hmm. it's just like the the extra space makes you
1: just want to add stuff to it. And, like, you like, just the, have this empty room. Yes, you know. It invites the clutter. Oh, and for sure. I'm, and we were even just talking about that the other day how, you know, we had a full finished basement and we used it um, a decent bit, but like it wasn't the most used room in our house. But it was so important to me when we were moving in that like it had to have. Furniture. I had to have everything done, and looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I could have told myself then. What I know now is just like, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like, I, you don't have to fill all of your space with stuff. Yeah, yeah. So good, so true.
0: Um, okay, so I have my like typical coffee date questions, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about like minimalism and debt free and how that relates to you as well cuz i like to really focus in i feel like my coffee date episodes are basically just like fun questions plus yeah. i want to know more about what you do but but um so my first question is what's something that you're loving um and something that's kind of like making your life better right now
1: so this is a tough question i i would say first thing i'm loving right now is and i haven't for a while is just taking the time for me during Ellie's nap time, I know her nap time is limited. I'm sure at this point, since she's almost three. And at one point, I, it, I don't know, and seasons of motherhood change a lot. But um, at one point I was using her nap time to get a lot of stuff done. Um, but then I would say recently, and especially being pregnant again, it's just like that, that time I just need to like chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so taking that time for me to just like, recharge my batteries. Some days I I take a nap too. (laughs) And and that just really helps, helps me kind of be a better mom for them when she wakes up from nap time. So that's something that I would say uh, something I'm loving recently. Um, but then I would say kind of as a bigger picture, something that is always making my life better consistently is just my husband. He's, he's just always been like the best teammate, um, such an amazing father. So hands on belly. And he just totally gets like my love language is acts of service. And he, I feel like he was just made for the acts of service love language. So yeah. he, he totally gets like in the evenings, he'll do little things around the house for me that he knows I appreciate so much. So that's yeah, great. so he's the best. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I, I love that. That's what you're loving. That's such a, like, it's deep, but it's just, it yeah. seems so genuine, especially in this
1: season, I'm sure for you, you're feeling for like sure. real tired. When are you due? So first week of November, um, but she'll probably come early, like right around Halloween. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's it just in the heat. Okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> Did you,
0: when you're first, was she a fall baby
1: too? She was. So she'll be three in October. So oh, they will be yeah. almost
0: exactly three years apart. Yeah.
1: So I always say I won't, because Gemma's a tall
0: baby. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can do that again. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> why I so always hard. feel bad
1: some days whenever I'm like, oh, I can't be outside for that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so hard. It oh. oh, man. Okay. Well, let's talk about something that you're struggling with right now. <clears throat> so what are you struggling with and kind of how are you either making it through if you are or pushing yeah. through, whatever you want to call so, that. So um, I
1: would say the biggest thing I'm struggling with right now is just And I kind of beat myself up for it, but I'm trying to give myself grace. And I know you talk about that a lot. It's just waking up before my daughter Mm -hmm. in the morning. And I I was on such a kick with this for, I would say, the better part of a year um, before I got pregnant. (laughs) And uh, it was awesome. Like, I was getting up before her. I was exercising. I was making my own breakfast. And I had, like, time to read, a devotional, and just really time for me. And then when she woke up, I was just kind of like... Kirky and ready to go. Um, and then, yeah, since I got pregnant, like, first trimester of pregnancy for me is, like, not my ideal time in life. <laughs> so that just fell by the wayside. So um, I've just been choosing to sleep in. And she walks into our room every morning and wakes me up yeah. very pleasantly. But, <laughs> but she just walks in, hi, Mommy. Good morning, Mommy. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so I've been, I've been trying to give myself grace with that because I, I know it's such a short season of life. And I know I'll get back to it. But it is something that I know is so good for me. Like yeah. whenever I do actually do that, so yeah, it's
0: hard. I know. Yeah, hard. I, are you waking up a lot right now? Too? <laughs> yes, yes. And I feel like when
1: I wake up in the middle of the night, then I'm like, okay, now I'm up. It's three a.m. <laughs> like what now? But yeah. yeah. So I feel like my sleep is not great, and I think in my in my mind, especially like you're tired, like I'm still half asleep. Mind, I'm like, well, I know I'm going to be waking up. With the baby soon anyway, so I should get all the sleep I can now. So I don't know. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I it's think
1: it's a get catch 22. <laughs> yeah. Like I
0: so, like you, even like you said, like I just, I so believe in the power of mornings, but at yes. the same time, it's like it, I know that there are seasons where that just can't happen. And For I sure. mean, some people who are gung ho about it will be like, push through, but like, I know, I know. And on. I would love to. I, mean, <laughs> I tell myself sometimes at night,
1: like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up early tomorrow and then I'm like up in the middle of the night for like an hour just yeah. like, laying <laughs> it's like uh no <laughs> yeah. so I know it. I know it's a short season so yeah. I, I will get back to it but it is I feel like I've even I feel like I've been blogged about it before like waking up early like mm-hmm. you know like you've talked oh, about yeah. it. so I'm sure I have but now I'm not even following my own advice oh though. yeah
0: I know that when I I always I've been saying lately like I'll see babies right now, and I'll be like, oh, I really, you know, it's, it's like getting closer to that time where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of ready, but I keep saying that I want a baby, but I don't want to be pregnant. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's hard. Not because because of of mornings, but
0: not only, I mean, that's. One reason, maybe. (laughs) No, all the things with pregnancy. Pregnancy, at least for me, I mean, I know some people just love it, but. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. And you do forget. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I I think that I need a little bit more time to forget before I dive back into it. Yeah. I haven't forgotten enough yet. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, so this is one of my favorite questions and I would love to know either all three or just one, whatever you want to talk about, something you're reading, watching, or listening to that you just want to tell everyone about. Okay.
1: So I have like several. That's (laughs) okay. I love it. I I know. This is like my jam. Um, Well, first thing, what we're watching is we're currently watching... We're so late to this party, but we're currently watching Parks and Rec. We are, too. For the first time. That's we never sad. got into it back in the... Well, we tried. Yeah. And we were like, I don't get it. Like, we watched a few episodes, and now we're... We gave it another shot. So, we're in the last season now. So, we were, like, in it. Although, I've been falling asleep a lot watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, that's what we're currently watching is Parks and Rec. Um, and then, I've read... I've read several books recently, and I... I'm such a type of person that loves to, like, really dive into something. (laughs) And so I've been really on the, like, minimalist, simple living kick with what I've been reading. Um, So what I just finished reading was Inner Order, Outer Calm by Mm -hmm. Gretchen Rubin. And I really recommend that book. Um, It's a quick read. Like, it's an easy read. It's just kind of, like, each page is a little nugget of wisdom from her. Some of which I had already known, but she definitely gave me some things to like chew on. So I I really liked that book. Um, I also recent, well, more recently I read the minimalist home by Joshua Becker, um, which is like more of a tactical uh, approach to minimizing your home. So I still liked it, even though I'm, you know, we've kind of been in the minimizing process for a while. Um, I still found it helpful. I just like, I think I am somebody who likes reading things, even though i even if I've already done it, it just helps me to like go back and process and maybe revisit certain areas of my house and, and things like that. So I really like the minim- minimalist home. And then I also loved the first Joshua Becker book I read was The More of Less, mm-hmm. which I, I liked that first. That, that might have been one of the first minimalism books I read. And then I also just listened to the audiobook The Year of Less by Kate Flanders, and I really liked her story. She talks about how she did a year-long shopping ban, and um, in, in conjunction, she decluttered and, and minimized her house and how they... Kind of worked simultaneously together, the shopping van and min- minimalism to affect her life in so many ways. So, yeah. So all good, all good stuff. I've been reading. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: I've noticed you posting about them, and yeah. I feel like you're just flying through them, which is awesome. Do you yeah. read a
1: lot during uh, nap time? I do. I read yeah. a lot during nap time or at night, like laying in bed to try to get myself sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then listening, like I, I love the Hoopla app. Oh, okay. um, I know not everybody has it um, with their local library, but you, I, I know another one is the Libby app. Yeah, right? that's what my library has. Yeah. So, so there's, there's some apps that can connect your library. But anyway, I love the Hoopla app, in, uh, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks on yeah. there while I'm driving. If Ellie's not talking my ear off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, those I've read both Joshua Becker books, and I have liked those. So yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love the more of less. I feel like yeah. it just gave such a, the, like, the a big picture. the why yeah. Yeah, of minimalism, which is great. So I will link all of those in the show notes, though, so everyone can check them out. Um, okay, and also I think it's so funny that we seriously had the same experience with Parks and Rec. Yes. Because at first we just couldn't get into couldn't. it. But
1: I think there's, like, it takes a season or something yeah. with it. And now I'm, like, obsessed with and it. We and we tried to watch Parks and Rec. Didn't get into it. And then we watched The Office because oh, we were also okay. late to that party. Yeah. So we watched The Office and then we were like, okay, and we love The Office. And then we we're like, okay, let's go back and try Parks and Rec. Yeah. And we had to give it some episodes to get into it. And then we did. So Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So what, now we're talking about minimalism a little bit more, what's something you're simplifying right now?
1: So for the month of August, we're doing Min's game, which some of you guys have probably heard of, um, but it's basically, um, it was developed by the minimalists, um, Joshua Fields, Melbourne and Ryan Nicodemus. Yeah. Um, and so you take a month and every day of that month, you get rid of the number of things that are equivalent to the day of that month. So. One thing on August 1st, two things on August 2nd, and so on. So that's kind of where we're at now is, so yeah, it's what, August 10th today. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so I'll find 10 things today, uh, that we wanna, that we wanna get rid of. So I'm not really focused right now on one particular area. I would say we've, we've definitely done a decluttering in pretty much our whole house at least once. So we're sort of in the phase of maintenance Mm -hmm. and, taking another hard look at at different areas of our house um, and going back through. So I think men's game is kind of helping me do that as like, hey, open up this box. What's in here again? Do we really still want to keep this stuff? Have we used it since we last looked in this box? So Mm -hmm. that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. That's what um, I was just thinking about the men's game literally a few minutes ago because (laughs) I was thinking about our conversation. I remember you're doing that. And our, our like behind the couch toy area keeps getting a little more messy than I like it to be. I mean, I don't care if it's it super is, yeah, tidy. Yeah. But it's just like there's a bin back there that's filled with random yeah. stuff and it keeps getting dumped on the floor. Toys? It's just
1: like toys do that and <laughs> multiply. <laughs> yeah. Because I try to keep only so many toys in our living room. And yeah. The rest in like the uh, playroom. And they still I feel like she just brings things up, like Uh she just brings things in and they just multiply. They really do. And they,
0: it's like all the most random stuff gets grouped together, at least over here. (laughs) I'm not super organized to be able to, I'm like, I can't manage.
1: (laughs) Toys are hard.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it's good to, I feel like it's good to know that like the maintenance phase is
1: just like life. (laughs) Exactly. It is. It is. And this is helping, I think. Yeah. Okay. So what's something that you've been learning? Um, so I think something I've been learning is, especially, I think it, you know, from the perspective of someone who transitions to, to be a stay at home mom is that I just can't hold myself to a standard that's impossible to reach. And I know you talk about that a lot as well. Um, cause in my mind, you know, while I would love to go into every single day as a stay at home mom and a homemaker and just like crush everything, mm-hmm. I know that's just, it's just not possible. And that's something that I feel like I consciously have to remind myself because I think it's like, I don't know, it's like my Enneagram type one, like perfectionist type of personality that I would like to be like that, but it's just not going to happen. So I don't know. it's, It's like, I was kind of in my mind listing all of these things that I was like, ideally in a day, I would love to exercise, tidy up the house, make sure everything's clean, like do creative activities with Ellie and make healthy food. And it's just it's hard to be on your A game every single day. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like just learning how to give myself grace while kind of in this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's such a hard balance because I feel like that's something I've been learning. I mean, I think it's something I've been learning really all year because I remember making it a goal in January to like, I was like, I want – my stay-at-home mom life to be thriving, and I want Gemma's days to thrive. That yes. was, like, my word for the year is thrive. And in my head that month, I focused on, okay, I'm going to see what can I sign her up for and what things... I need a schedule for at home and I need to make sure we're doing like this at home every day, like this creative thing. And I need to make sure I'm tidying on this schedule every single yeah. week. And then I realized like, that's not how I thrive uh-huh. at least. And it's such a, it's, it's been now like this summer, you know, my husband's been home. So that's been nice. But as we kind of go back into the school year, I'm like, okay, what, then what does that look like? Because it right. doesn't look like throwing it all away. Right. Because like at the same time, like we're home and that's yeah part of our, we both stay at home. That's part of, you know, what we hold ourselves responsible for is caring for our children in our homes. So it's like, what does that look like? But definitely the grace part is, I think, most important. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I really want to talk a little bit about more specifically to what you do and what you talk about. Um, I'm always really inspired by your Instagram, and I know you have a blog as well. So you talk about minimalism and debt-free living, and I want to hear, like, how do those things go together for you with, you know, does – did those two journeys start at the same time, and how do they play into each other? Right.
1: So whenever – like I kind of mentioned before, whenever we started our our downsizing journey um, and just started – selling things, donating a lot of things just to make that move work physically. Um, like I said, I don't think we necessarily knew we were on a path to minim- minimalism, but that's kind of where we were headed. And then shortly after we moved, I, I found myself looking up like different budgeting methods because it was a change, even though, you know, we had done the hard legwork of moving I knew we still needed to be a little bit more like intentional with our budget now with with one income. So I discovered Dave Ramsey's total money makeover and I read that pretty quickly. And then my husband read, he read most of it too. And we kind of did, I think with any any resource, right? You kind of take the things that you need from it um, and you just leave the rest. And that's kind of what we did. So we're not like, I would call them Dave Ramsey purists, which is Mm -hmm. fine, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if you are, but, um, we kind of took what we needed and we left the rest. And the biggest takeaway I would say with budgeting for us, um, was keeping a zero based budget every month, um, which a zero based budget, if you, if you don't know, is just allocating all every dollar of income that you receive into a certain category. Um, and that includes savings as well Mm -hmm. until you have zero dollars left. So we started zero-based budgeting and that was kind of like a big game changer for us was, was starting to look and say, wow, like, you know, do we really want to be spending this much money on this every month? And we started, you know, moving things around and, um, reigning in certain areas where we thought we were overspending so to make other goals work. So we also then took away from, from Total Money Makeover we also, uh, kind of, I mean, Dave Ramsey's big thing is, is, you know, being on a debt-free journey and living debt-free. So that was something we also wanted to make part of our life. So when we found, uh, when we came into Dave Ramsey, um, we, we to be honest, we didn't have a ton of debts left personally. Um, I was, go- I was going through the student loan forgiveness program because I met the qualifications from teaching. So, or not, teacher loan forgiveness, Mm -hmm. um, program. So I met the qualifications for that. And so I was kind of waiting to hear on, on that being like solidified. And then it was, so my student loans were gone, uh, the rest of them anyway, because I paid Mm -hmm. on them for, you know, up until that point. And then all we really had left was our one vehicle, which is this, the one that we still have left and, uh, and then our mortgage, of course. So our one vehicle that we have, we, Financed it new uh, before we knew much about car depreciation or, or really thought consciously a, lo- yeah. a lot about car depreciation. Um, but we, when we financed it new, they offered us a deal for a zero percent interest and loan. So we haven't had to pay a dime of interest on it. So for that reason, we haven't really been, as a lot of like debt-free people will say, gazelle intense with paying mm-hmm. that off, just because. For us, we were kind of like mathematically; it didn't really make right. make a difference whether we um, whether we paid it off sooner or whether we waited. So we decided to um, just kind of let that one ride out, and that that's been our last, I guess, for lack of better words, consumer debt for a while. And we only have a few more months left to pay on that, and then we'll be. All we we'll have left is our mortgage. So, so that was kind of another big takeaway for us was just becoming debt free, living debt free and continuing to make that zero-based budget every month. And then how minimalism kind of worked its way into that was, I think they just go so hand-in-hand, minimalism and debt-free living, because, I mean, consumerism is just so normal today. Like, mm. it's just, it's so normal to just have a ton of stuff and to go to Target and just, you know, the even the jokes about, like, like, don't like tell yourself what you need at Target, let Target tell you right. what you need or whatever, like <laughs> yeah. all these like memes and stuff. I just think it's, it's so normal to want the bigger house with more storage and more closet space and more things. And so I feel like once you're, um, more intentional with your mindset about what you bring into your house, um, then, you know, you're going to have less, you're going to live with less, and then you're going to be able to save more and put more money to your goals and what really matters rather than just stuff that you're probably not going to want one day anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Were
0: you – was it hard? I just kind of thought of this because, like, the mindset thing is – such a real part of it because sure. I think like, or you, whenever you guys downsized, was that like a hard mindset shift for you? Did you feel like, I don't know, did you have people around you that you felt like might have something to
1: say about it? Uh, yeah. It was, it was a little nerve wracking and I feel like part of my motivation, if that was kind of part of my motivation for starting my blog and my Instagram, um, was just sort of sharing that, you know, it, it's okay to not do what everybody else is doing. And, um, something that I think really resonated, resonated with me. And I think it was, I want to say it was in the more of less by Joshua Becker. It might not be, but (laughs) so don't quote me on that. But I think he said something like, you know, why do we keep buying bigger homes or why is like, why is a starter home a thing? And then, you know, at some point it's just, understood that you'll graduate to a larger home and he kind of just said well because nobody really tells us not to like it's just kind of the natural progression of what society thinks we should do and so because we were kind of going backwards much like you guys (laughs) like we were we were saying hey we don't really need all of this space if we're not going to have all of this stuff anymore um so yeah, we were a little nervous of, I don't want to say, I don't even know if nervous is the right word, but we were a little like, what are people going to think? But then we were kind of like, who cares what they think? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, it was definitely, it was definitely something that we had to wrap our minds around first mm-hmm. um, and change our mindset and be really confident in what we were doing. And I think that part kind of came pretty easily to us. Like when we sat down and talked about it, we were like, Hey, we're all in, we, you know, we, we could keep living the life we're living, um, where we're both working and we're not really happy with, you know, Dan's commute. We're not really happy with, um, how I'm feeling with my job and we can keep doing those things to afford this life, or we could make a change to afford a life that we want that makes us happier. So It's a mindset. It's a mindset shift for sure. It is, yeah. And I mean, and I don't think there's anything wrong with owning a big house at all. Right. Um, But I think for us, I know it definitely just invited us to keep more things that we had to then maintain that we didn't use and it didn't add value to our lives in any way. So for us, like downsizing has been a positive thing. And we have yet to think, man, I really wish we still had x amount of more space because we need to store this like we have yet to really feel that way so hopefully we'll be able to keep this lifestyle going um as our girls grow up and yeah and kind of keep it. having a smaller space i think will help keep our stuff in check yeah yeah
0: definitely okay so i before we kind of close out our conversation um i really would love to hear just any advice that you have to someone just starting out on a debt-free journey specifically because I am kind of I don't talk about it as much because right. we are so in the beginning yeah and I mean the very like trying to figure it out how it works for us so right. I would love to hear from you kind of more towards the end of your journey what is your advice for someone starting or thinking about it even
1: yeah and like first of all you know I would say my first piece of advice to anybody is just don't, don't compare your debt free journey to anybody else's because everybody starts off at a different place. Um, like I said, when we kind of came into, uh, even actively thinking, Hey, we're on a debt free journey. Like we're going to start living without any debts at all. Um, we were, we didn't have that much debt coming into that. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, some people arrive at a debt-free journey because they feel overwhelmed with the amount of debt that they have. So, um, so I would say first, just don't compare your debt-free journey to anybody else's. If you're making the choice to live debt-free, I think that's awesome. And I think whatever progress you make, um, celebrate that progress as you go. Um, and then I would say my second piece of advice would be just to make your first goal, not to acquire any more debt because sometimes that can be, uh, the most intimidating thing is if you're following like other people um, in the hashtag debt-free community on, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you'll see a lot of people making large, large debt payments every month. And while some people are able to do that, some people are not. Um, so I would say make your first goal is just, Hey, we're going to stop t- charging things or when we don't have the cash to pay it off and that sort of thing. So making that your first goal, I think is, is the, the, the beginning of where it all starts yeah that's really good i like that thought and just
0: i i feel like that's where we're at we're just like i don't know i see people like say like tiny the tiny shovel yeah you know, it's yeah. Ramsey. tiny shovel that's like yeah. where we're at so it's hard to like as much as i would like to be like oh i i would love to get a lump sum of money and just yes, pay it down a that like exactly. that would be so satisfying but also like when we have
1: to like I don't know. It's like a long game. Yeah, you have to celebrate the small wins. And like, I think that's something that I've even struggled with just because we have had this in in my mind now, because I know that our our end game is is debt-free living. um, We have had this like car payment at 0% interest. It's still like, it nags at me now that we still have it. And I know that we like could just pay it off, but we're just, we have other financial goals that we're we wanted to meet sooner now with investing. So for us, it's funny because if I, if I try to compare too much, I'm like, well, we could be debt-free or we're like, Mm -hmm. we're practically debt-free, but you know, I, I feel like that the comparison is dangerous because you know, your, your situation is unique and what you feel comfortable with too is unique. So, um, so yeah, even though our end game is, is still the same, I think it's 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 remembering that it's not a race you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like and that's the the i guess negative part of of comparing is that sometimes people make debt-free journeys a race a Mm -hmm. race to become debt-free and yeah you obviously want to pay off debts soon but yeah do what you can right that's that's the best way it's just like
0: anything with on Instagram, I feel oh, like yeah. it can either Any it, social media can either make it yeah it can either make it a community to yes. inspire you or you can compare and yeah make it a a competition yeah it's just that that's exhausting so yes <laughs> don't do that <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> to myself and to everyone else. I feel yeah. like that's something I always have to tell myself oh like, yeah just stop I mean I'm not even a competitive person no uh-uh. I'm. I'm not like, oh, I mean, everyone falls into comparison. So I won't say that that's not an issue for me. But it's just like, it just makes
1: it. It's like somehow yeah. its nature makes you. More. I know. And I, feel, I mean, I feel like social media is like, it's like good and bad all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like you said, it can be such a source of inspiration. But it can also be like detrimental. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think with social media, it's important to watch. Like I tell myself with social media, it's important to watch my own mindset um, about how I react to somebody else. I don't know if you follow Sarah at the small helm um, mm. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. She talks to. about how, how everything in life, I mean, generally speaking, everything in life is neutral. So when you see something on social media, for example, that whatever it is, is neutral and it's up to you to process your reaction to it. And I I really like that. And I tell myself that with a lot of things in life now. Right. That's really good. Okay, well,
0: social media is definitely in conversation <laughs> on its own. On yes. Its own, on its own. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad that we got to chat in person yeah. over this creaky dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the background noise again to everyone, but, um, but it's been really fun. So thank you for coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed this coffee date episode. If you did, make sure you share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, can tag both of us. Make sure you go follow along with Amber. I'm going to link everywhere you can find her in the show notes. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will talk to you in the next episode.